I'll leave you with this with Dustin Chaffin. What were you just recently? Like, I just did uh, the um, the Comedy Cellar at the Rio. The Rio? Uh, yeah, Vegas? Yeah, it was out oh, okay. in Vegas. Pretty cool. With uh, I was out there with, um, you know those gigs, you never know what you're going to get. Life is like a box of chocolate. You never know what you're going to get. So it's always nice when you're like, oh, you see who else is on? You're like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm on there with it. Because uh, Lynn yeah. Coplitz and I were, were out there together. And... Um, I know um, I should have done that, you know. You can't hear um, <laughs> But um, Mark Cohen, um, a cat. Uh, so how is the room? I know it's the sellers behind it, but I know the Rio is there. I heard mixed mixed reviews about it. I feel okay. like I feel like it's sometimes because I think Vegas in general. I used to play um, that room out there, Riviera. Okay. And the audiences sometimes. When I say mixed reviews, I just mean the audiences right, because I right, feel right. like. Okay. You know, certain audiences come out to these things that are not the best stand-up Stand comedy right. club audiences. You, you, know? you, you, you th yeah. I always look at any sort of casino city, whether yeah. it's um, the, the, you know, because they're doing the Borgata now out in the yeah, AC, yeah, yeah. Um, sure. And um, and the, this Rio, and then uh, one of my buddies, Angelo Sarukis, was at the Laugh Factor in Vegas, okay. and Brad Garrett. They're they're in my opinion corporate gigs yeah. slash cruise ship gigs. Okay. And if you've ever done a cruise ship or a court or or a corporate gig and you n understand that the, the demographics are not going to be yeah. perfectly uh attuned to stand-up comedy um, yeah. audience, then you should be fine because yeah. Vegas or AC it's going to be older, it's going to you're going to sure. get in, in out of say 5, I think we did uh Thursday through Sunday, so we did two shows a night, eight shows. So out of eight shows you're getting probably at least 60% AARP-ish, Yeah. right? Then you're going to get another... You're, you're probably going to get about 20% young, hip, as, and I'll say young and hip from 20s to 40s, and yeah. then from 40 to about 60, you'll have about 15%. Yeah. I don't even know if that... And I then you get about 5% fanny pack, wolf shirt type, yeah. you know, yeah. overweight Walmart people. Exactly. Well, you'll get more of that. <laughs> There's probably more of that, you know, but the, but their age range will, will bounce between yeah. 30 and 70. Well, see, know? this is what I like about you is you're, you're a funny comic because I feel like you have, like... You could be two types of comic. Mm -hmm. Like I think you can you can go two different directions. Mm -hmm. I think you could totally for a Vegas crowd you could ham it up with the impressions and mm -hmm. probably just that's probably what a lot of them are wanting that kind of thing. right right right. Or you could totally get the point of view comedian and tell mm -hmm. stories and that kind of thing. Do you find yourself in a you know in that Vegas crowd kind of maybe doing more kind of the I was just funny you say that. Around? I was well <laughs> yeah, what's what's interesting is for the early shows. I think I was doing more POV. This is my this is my point of view. And I'm a, I have a family, yeah. have kids, because since they're older, they're not gonna get the. Uh, they might not understand the Jay Z impression. Yeah, they might yeah, not yeah. understand, uh, you know, me referring to Fetty Wap. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but I'll do that for the late Michael show. Walker, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll do that for the late show because. You know, as 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 a professional, you and I and, and Anthony, we all know yeah. that okay, you play the room you're in, you play the audience you're in, and sure. so you know there was a there was a there was one of the comics he kept getting frustrated because 
some of the sh- most of the shows he did he did real well. Okay. Um, but one or two of the shows there was a disconnect, and and from in my analysis, I was like, well, you know what, you're not you're not a- adapting, you're not adjusting. Yeah. Lynn and I spoke about it um, yeah. on my podcast, Felt About the Protocol, right? Yeah. And I said, you know what, he he wasn't making the necessary ad- uh, adaptation. And just making that adjustment to say, you know what? Okay, I can't stick exactly yeah, to was it, was the it, same exact script. I got to change yeah. up a little bit. Was it John Laster? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> and you know what? And John and I had a long conversation. He he did he did we did um yeah. I think uh, one or two episodes of my podcast, yeah. and we had a long conversation about the Borgata situation. About the Borgata yeah. situation. Because it's funny that it makes it sound like <laughs> sound like situation. a '70s movie that <laughs> Scorsese passed on. Yeah, but it's like Chris Rock, but they right. just got shot. Right. <laughs> they they got shot. Right. But for him, it was a situation, you yeah. know, because and that's. Those, well, let's back it up yeah. a little bit. So those of you who don't know, uh, John Laster was a comedian and uh, he was very public about it. So I don't feel bad like I'm right. adding some no. comic out. But a good uh, guy, funny guy, friend of ours. Very funny. He's, uh, yeah, been on NBC University mm-hmm. tours and all kinds of comedy and stuff. Anyway, good comic. Went out to the Borgata mm-hmm. in Atlantic City and was doing uh, some material that was kind of not in the most positive light of our uh, chief of staff, right. Mr. Donald Trump. Right, right. And the audience went, you know, haggis. Some people in the audience stood up and went crazy yeah. and that he kind said, of thing. He said per, per night it was about 12 people per show. Now in an yeah. audience of... A room that holds a thousand, that's not a lot, but it's a lot when they go and complain. Yeah. You know, and. and well, he said they were boisterous and, you know, yeah, some yeah. Of them were, that, that's when it is. Yeah. They're standing up. Right, and right, right. Fucking crazy. Because, you, you know, a lot of these people carry guns, they've got yeah, permits and shit. Yeah, so yeah. it's like you don't know what you're dealing with with the Trump guy. Because I do some anti Trump stuff and mm-hmm. it's like I'll see it in their eye that mm-hmm. I need to back off a little Right, you know? right, right, right. It's, right. it's, it's the craziest thing I've ever seen in my life. Bush people were crazy for Bush, but they weren't anything like this. Well, because yeah. Bush didn't make them feel emboldened. That they could, yeah, you know, Bush, yeah. Bush, even even if Kanye said George Bush doesn't like black people, yeah, yeah, yeah. he didn't gonna he didn't gonna say, you know, uh, you know, if I shot a if I shot one of them, huh, what are they gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, and Trump, you know, oh, yeah. saying wink, wink, you know, yeah. I I could I could walk out on Fifth Avenue and, and shoot someone and I'd still get away with it. You know, yeah, once yeah. you once you put that out into the. Into the, the the energy of the universe, and it's so ridiculous for a stand-up comic to have to deal with that right, kind of hostility. Right, and right. when we're all just, I mean, I can't even. There's no sign here, and I still want to point comedy club. Like yeah. it's instinct because yeah. it's like that's all it is. We're yeah. trying to lift your soul. Right. That's all we're doing. Trying right. to bring joy into your right. life. Right. And people just want to get people crazy get about it. shit. And they did with 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 John. And after yeah. uh, he did by night number three. He did the he did the he did the first night. He said to himself, "I wonder if I'll if I'll do if 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 maybe it was the audience, which I understand." Second night he did it. After the second night, in my opinion, I'd have said, "All right, that's enough." Third night he said to himself, "Okay, I'm just going to do it, and then I'm not doing it for the remaining uh, four nights." He did it the third night. Oh, and side note: after the second night, he posted on his social media. Um, guys, do you think I should do do it? Should, um, should I stick to my art or should I just make uh, adjust? Um, and then by by the third show, yeah. after the third show, he posted, "Well, I'm getting sent home." And here's what's funny: I did that gig with with Harris a month prior. Okay. Um, you know when you when you when you note on um on social media when you put where you are like when you put a post up, you can you can include 
where you're located. So when he put oh, okay. when he put up the um, the post saying, "Do you think I should do the joke? Do my joke or not?" I just scrolling. I saw it said that. I was like, "Yeah, do it." Right. Yeah. yeah so yeah. then when when the night after he got uh sentence was getting sent home, I read it and I was like, "Oh, damn. and then I saw it said Borgata. Uh. Spy and I was like, no, <laughs> no. So I yeah. called him and had a we had a long conversation because John, I've known John since he moved to New York. He's always been a good cat, smart cat. And I explained to him from my from my position because I heard what he, his his uh, pers- per- perspective was. Well, you know what? They wanted to bring in a new energy when uh, when Gotham and the Mazzellis took over booking the Borgata. Yeah. Um, and even the management at the Borgata said, you know what, we've been booking the same guys for years. We want some younger, hipper energy in this in this uh, casino yeah. doing doing comedy. That being said, I get that, and I agree. And, and even when Harris and I went down, um, he used a particular, particular verbiage that after he did it the first night— he he made the adjustment and said, you know, let me take that out just because sure. someone had an issue with it. And not because he was trying to coddle to them, but just, you know what, I have other words I can use. I'm smart enough to, to yeah. adapt. Well, I had, I had two things. Uh, one thing, because I'm a dick, and I was like, is John drinking again? And, <laughs> then the, <laughs> and then the second thing was... And he wasn't. Yeah, which is great. Right. Um, but I've literally had to, you know, take a butt out of his hand well, of course, at yeah. uh, Boston a couple of times. Who has <laughs> Really, <laughs> I was there too. I was right there with it. We we're all fucking maniacs. With the bag of in closing was the mm-hmm. best thing that ever happened to mm-hmm. my sobriety. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, one thing that bothered me about the whole thing was not the censorship. Like he should definitely be able to do. I thing. know what you're going to yeah, say. Yeah, but what bothered me was mm-hmm. is how you know. First of all, he got paid for the whole week, mm-hmm. and that never came up in a post. Mm-hmm. That never came up. Like I, they paid me in full. They right, took care right. of me. They came out and talked. I mean, he said they came out, but they didn't. You know, when you get paid in full, I think you don't. You kind of lose the social media thing. Like you okay. know, you know, they're taking care of you. It's right. Not you, like, you, it's not like yeah. they fired you and you didn't right. get your money. You, they said, "Get out of here," because that's how people were coming at him. And that's how they people were like, "Yo, it, man, yeah. that's the white man." Everybody, right. whatever, they were doing all that shit. I'm like, right. "No, man, the right. white man paid that motherfucker." Right. right. And he got full pay. Right. And so that bothered me a little bit that that was never brought up. Right. That they took care of him. Right. You know, because then it just makes, you know, Mazzilli's look bad. Or, right, 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 know, right. Or the Brigada or whatever. So that's the only thing because I feel like, you know, comics were quick to point out. And he's also, he knows it's a good kind of energy for social media mm-hmm, mm-hmm. To, to bring this shit yeah, up. Yeah, he wound up on, this the, on the Breakfast Club. Yeah. yeah. I was like, wow. He ain't coming out on the Breakfast Club because of his right. new bed he wrote. Right, right, yeah, right, right. It's because right, of controversy. Right, so, right. and I think that's the thing too as comics. Um, sometimes we have the inclination to maybe, you know, say something that's going to get, you know, a little outrage mm-hmm. or do something that's going to get an outrage mm-hmm. just for the publicity, which is what that's the day and age we're in. Right. Now, you let know. me ask you, do you yeah. think that, uh, that he did that with that in like do you think that he stuck to the bit with that in mind or do you think that was a reactionary after it all happened well he i mean he used the trump thing from the beginning that's what he right. wanted he wanted people to get on his side and like come after him mm-hmm. and get some social media mm-hmm. buzz about it i think okay. that's originally okay. why i did it okay you know it wasn't any it wasn't about reaching out to his people it was about just cause he knew that get some hits okay okay <laughs> no because I, watching yeah. no know, knowing the bit and 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 watching the bit uh, it it watching watching the set. I my my thing to him was 
I said, look, man, you have you're a headliner, which means you have 45 minutes to an hour of material. They only ask you to do 20 minutes of material yeah. on this gig. Like I said, a cruise ship, a casino, those are corporate gigs, sure. right? Because they're not they're not there to see me. They're not there to see doesn't there to see John Les. Yeah. They're there. Um, they book this show specifically to keep people busy and and yeah. reset to go spend yeah. money and gamble, right? Yeah. So because of that, because that, and here's what's funny: Seinfeld, the Saturday that we were there, our final night, Seinfeld was there, and that that was a stark contrast because people actually paid to go see Jerry Seinfeld. Sure. People might have paid to see us, but they didn't pay specifically to see Dean Edwards. Uh, Harris Stanton or John Moses, they paid for a comedy show and whoever happens comedy to be night, on, yeah. so be it. So being that, see, I kind of, because I've been doing it a little longer than John and because I have a family and because I'm looking at it as, hey, this is a good, this is a good paying gig um, that's close by yeah. that you can probably do at least once, if not two or three times a year. Yeah. Why mess that gig up to, 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 to say, well, here I'm going to do this five to seven minute bit, and I understand this is, you know, to John because John and I we spoke about it, and he said, sure. um, he said, well, you know, they they told me they they wanted young energy. I said, yeah, but you have other jokes you can do. Yeah, absolutely. that was that was that's my biggest thing. If yeah. after if after the first night it didn't work, okay, I might go ahead and do it again yeah. to see if it was that crowd. But once I see it's it's, yeah. it's that there are people that are finding a reason to. Be upset about it, and this is an uh, this is artistic uh, scrutiny. You have a choice to make that decision, but once you make that decision, you have to hold to it and know you might be closing a door and an opportunity. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of things I can look at this from many perspectives because right. I'm a stand up. I also run clubs and things right. like that. So, but I also think um, you know, a lot, there's a lot of things happening here. First of all, um, the Brigada um, they need to maybe research who's coming in. And maybe getting a feel for who's coming through. They don't fucking Google us or look at our shit. Right, right, maybe right. they should do that. And secondly, there's a problem that I have with a lot of city comics. We get that city swag. And then we got yeah. our Bill Hicks shit going on on yeah. stage. And it's like we get spoiled with these, like, you know, with alternative audiences. Rebellious. Yeah. And yeah. we think that that, you know, that we can just transfer that to any room. And right. it doesn't. I learned my lesson hard. I did. I was doing this whole Trump thing. Mm -hmm. And it was going, you know, really well. And I was killing with it. It was fun. And then I took it to, like, a, a fireman's benefit Ooh. and cops and all that shit. Oh. <laughs> and, this was, oh. and I get up and, and I <laughs> opened with it. Oh, damn. And, you know, the whole joke is, you know, about. About just basically, you know, your parents, you know, like when they vote for Trump, it's like they're ready for the nursing home, you know, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And so I go in and it was just dead silence. And I've never had silence in a room like that because that's my people. Right. Like I destroy right, fire holes. Right, that's right. what I do. Blue, blue collar. That's what I did. Absolutely. Yeah. See, the cowboy hat, they're into people, it. Right. And it was like, you know, and I had to dig out of it and I had to just like, and they eventually <laughs> came around, but it was like awful. And I did it a couple different times. It's same kind of thing. I had to dig out of it. And then recently, I you're just, Brian Scalera. Boo! That can't happen. <laughs> <laughs> and then the last couple of gigs I did were off, you know, Manhattan or whatever. And I didn't do it because I just didn't want to put myself in a situation. And for a while, I was thinking, oh, I'll just fucking convert them. Mm. And I think there's a thing in our head too that we think because Chris Rock converts, you know, sometimes people mm. to to seeing the black experience mm. that are not which, black, which and which is the, the part yeah. of the part of as as a. As a as a creative, as an artist, whatever your your um, vocation is, whether you're yeah. a singer or you're a rapper, a comic, 
your goal is to bring people to your world as opposed to you having to go to their world. Yeah, and I don't think people realize sometimes, like, like you know, I've always, for years, I've been like, Nina Simone's a great singer, and then mm-hmm. recently I realized how much of a fucking activist she was. Mm-hmm. Like, in my head back then, you know, I was just like, oh, she's great, jazz singer, pianist, and then it's like, then you realize how much she was trying to say to people. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You know, and so yeah. it's like, I don't think people get that message, but anyway, I'm going to tangent off of that. But, but yeah, I think it's, uh, but there's sometimes, it's just a check. You know, and and, 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 and if, sometimes it's a lot of fun, and you can say what you want to say. Yeah, and and you make that choice. If you are going to using your verb is if your attempt is or goal is to convert or bring people into your world, there are there are tools that you can use that won't necessarily convert people, but will help people at least listen like because my my benefit is because yeah i'm black but i'm also a veteran and because i'm a veteran i know most jokes that i um that i approach that deal with uh race or my experience as as a a young black male um or me speaking out because because i have i have material where i i don't i don't i don't even say his name actually and i did did this joke um in in vegas but i don't say his name but it's obvious i'm talking about him because i i mention i talk about uh people's perceptions of Americans based on the administration. Okay. And then I mentioned people's perception. And and it's funny because it's an it's a joke that I used to do when Obama got in okay. because I was I was referring I was using Bush. Yeah. And then I was using Obama. And it's not it's not about uh it's not necessarily about um their their ideology so much as how the world perceives them. You know, how how they're how they they carry themselves and therefore how it's, it's like if 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 you have a coach a football coach yeah. and they have swag you know people are going to look at the entire team like the team has swag sure. if if the if the coach is slovenly and and off you know off the chain and and people are going to look at that's the rep, that's the person representing the team, right? Yeah. And so that's that's where the joke really lies. But I know before I before I go into that bit or before I say anything um, with regards to the current administration, I specifically mention that you know I'm a veteran, you know, yeah. and, and so I can't get mad at you, right? <laughs> it's, it's like going to the Apollo Theater and you and you, and your voice is terrible, but you say this this one's for Jesus, yeah. and you're like, oh damn, uh, we can't, boo, right, right, we can't right, boo this right, motherfucker, right? All right, let me bring you in. Uh, it was a, that was fun. Um, I've known you forever. Yeah, man. One of those guys. You're one of these guys. I feel like this should be called the Boston Comedy Club. Right. Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> known you for a very long time. Uh, in comedy. Good old days. And, uh, you've done a lot, man. I mean, yeah. you've done a lot of shit. Yeah. It's like you. It's really. It's really cool to just you know. I'm sure to just reflect on different experiences you've had in stand up because mm-hmm. some people it's like. You know they don't they don't have as many different avenues that you've had in this world and you know Saturday Night Live alumni and uh, Comedy Central and you know you did like I love how you grew up kind of uh, you know loving Eddie Murphy and then you kind of replaced him as the voice of the donkey and a mm, TV yeah. thing and yeah, a movie yeah. thing so it's like such interesting stuff and uh, guy code and all that stuff and in your own podcast and uh, Dean Edwards in the building everybody it's a long long <laughs> stuff. Um, you know, I was going to ask you, do you do you get tired of the uh, the Saturday Night Live intro? Nah, 
<laughs> now you know it. That's funny you say that too. People, people always ask me that, and I don't because it's a I'm badge like, of honor for sure. Yeah, and so but I don't I'm curious. Part, you know, part of you obviously, you, yeah. you, um, you know, you're we're we're always as as creators, we're always yeah. growing, yeah. and so we always want to grow, and so you want your uh, your lot and position to grow along with it. Yeah, and if you know. Because we're comics specifically, yeah. we're in an industry where you know we we know six figure failures, and by sure. by a six figure failure, for those that don't understand that, I mean we know guys that make great livings mm-hmm. that nobody that's that might aside from the comedy nerds that listen to this podcast, if the, <laughs> if the lay person, and yeah. I say that yeah. as far as people that sure. really know comics sure, and sure, know. Sure. You know who's who's doing what spots yeah, at, yeah, yeah. all over the city, all over the nation. You know, um, but for the layperson that's just walking out on on Forty Deuce, um, if if you walk up to them and say uh, John Lasseter, you yeah. know, since we were talking about John, they'll say, "Huh," you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if if you say to someone that that knows the world of comedy, yeah. "Oh, the guy that had the thing at, at the Borgata recently," you know, <laughs> just because, yeah, yeah. you know, and so. I, obviously, I want more. I'm always working towards more, and I, I you know, the, the I, I look at the SNL uh, 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 credit as a badge, but also yeah. as something that I look forward to being able to have people introduce me with something else. But in the meantime, yeah. I'll ride that out, son. <laughs> I have no my ego, my ego diminished so long ago. All right, hold on one second. We need to take a pause. Okay. Um, well, it's funny. You you can respond to this too if you want, Anthony. But uh, I was um, I was talking to our producer, uh, mm-hmm. Anthony, and uh, we were talking a little while ago. And it was funny. We were talking actually about like when you do radio interviews mm-hmm. sometimes, and people don't know you. Right. Right. And right. And and it's just like, and they always they look up your bio yeah. and they just kind of pull something yeah. out that's not even like whatever. They pull up your Wikipedia yeah, that yeah. has wrong information. Oh, yeah. so you taught a comedy class? Yeah. No. <laughs> I noticed all that, and he was, and he was just like, he goes, yeah, they bring up your Showtime White Boys in the Hood, like because it's old or whatever. And I was just like, and then in my head, it was just like, well, are we not supposed to bring up stuff that is not current? You know what I mean? Like because when he said that, when you said that to me, I was just like, but that was a monumental moment of my comedy. Yeah, yeah. It was the first time I'd ever done stand up comedy. Mm -hmm. I know it was ten years ago, but it was still part of my life. That's like it changed everything. Yeah, man. And so it was like, it's like I got to do seven minutes on you know stand up, and it wasn't like. I was, you know, a sidekick on a show. Like, or I was on, doing stand-up. Right, on TV, so when he yeah. said that, I, I started thinking, well, I guess, you know, do credits have shelf lives? You know what I mean? Like, do you... I, it, I, I don't think they do if they were... The shelf life is based on the perception of you, of the yeah. individual, you know, um the 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 audience obviously they you you want to be able to give them some, something current. There's, there's, there's a wonderful feeling... When you have something currently on the air that they can check for immediately, sure. you know, and uh, so that was great with SNL and, and people still can say, well, here's what's funny. When people find out I was on SNL, the the number one inquiry I always get uh, after shows, yeah, what, what years were you on? As if I'm lying, right? Yeah. What, what years were you on? <laughs> oh, man, uh, my first show was right after 9-11. Oh, yeah. Okay. Probably yeah, I didn't watch the, yeah, I didn't watch the show that, that late. <laughs> Yeah. I didn't stay. I started, yeah. You know, I watched during uh, during uh, John Belushi, and, and they always. I I know the script, right? Yeah. Um, 
Or like when when Guy Code was on, you yeah. know, it was nice because I could tell people, oh, yo, check out this yeah, week's yeah, episode. Yeah. Just just almost to keep people at bay, sure, so that they're not like, oh, yeah, they're funny, <laughs> but what are you up to now? Because that's what people yeah. people no, ask. That's how they. That's what how are you they doing are now? And it, well, it's funny because it's like, um, well, you were like one of the first guys that I didn't know you very well. This is before I was at Boston. Mm-hmm. And you'd just gotten uh, SNL. Okay. And it was like, I mean, you were fucking beaming. And it was like, you were this young, skinny dude. <laughs> <laughs> big, tall, skinny dude. <laughs> I, I wish y'all could see his, his impression of my walk. <laughs> you get on camera. He's like a skinny guy. You're walking in all happy, just all teeth and happy. Yeah, man. man. It was, and then you had your little crew. You already, mm-hmm. I mean, you had an entourage before you had the money. No, but they, you know what? Here's what's funny. They, they, some people would, it's funny that you would say, would see it as an entourage. Those were other comics that no, were just, know. you I know, know, I know you. But it looked like that. It, yeah, it was, it was just, it was me, Mark, yeah. Todd, and, and Harris, kind of, you know. Yeah. Everybody's and we were just all happy because sure. one of us, I mean, when Tracy Morgan got SNL in 96, even though we weren't tight, we knew him from the, Club, I was proud. I was happy because that was one of the guys from our circuit. Sure, specifically the urban circuit. You know, because Tracy wasn't wasn't doing a lot of mainstream gigs. Oh, he was uptown comedy. Yeah, and so seeing 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 that, you were like, "Yo, this is possible." And and I I wasn't necessarily even aiming for uh, SNL. I just no 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 that just inspired me. But you would come in. But it was funny because you went from you know from me kind of just not being around you to the Mm -hmm. guy that was bumping people and like that. Oh, a little bit. And that's a, but a that's bit. a beautiful thing. Yeah. You know, you yeah. f- to feel that, yeah. to be that guy yeah. is a great thing. And, 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 I, and I would, <laughs> here's what's funny. I would always, because I remember getting bumped by Jay yeah. Moore and everyone, I would always, when I come in, I'd yeah. say, who's on? Yeah. And if somebody was about to go on, okay, well, I'll go F. I was doing my best to bump in a polite way, <laughs> if that's possible. Yeah, yeah, Like, no, I wouldn't just walk in and who's now I'm next. You didn't you do know? the Amy Schumer? No, <laughs> no, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't. We, are we? Use it as I'm a here, verb. Bitch. Yeah. Hey, what's up? Hey, buddy, aren't we cool? Yo, when I heard that, I was like, Yo, That's no, you can't do that. Another level. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. Really, no, I wouldn't do uh, that. She's uh, she's a good comic, and she's funny. But she's you yeah. did you did the role with her. Um, I for, did. For yeah. yeah, I was in Sweden with her. Really weird. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Was this uh was this post uh, last comic or? Uh, yeah, she had done last comic. Okay, but I was actually closing. But she was. Uh, yeah, that was. Yeah, she was coming up, but you see, you know how when you see people like a lot of people talk about um, Kevin Hart like this, where it's like you just know they're going to be successful mm-hmm. by how they carry themselves. Mm-hmm. Like like Kevin was, uh, he was, somebody was saying he was incorporated before he was even a feature get, uh, comic. Right, you know what I mean? right, like right, he, right. he knew what was coming. Right, like he right, knew right. how to position everything, and that's how she was. Like right. she just, you could tell. Like no, yeah. I need the mic to be like this. I need this mm-hmm. to happen mm-hmm. like this. Like you just see it in their head right. that they know how right. to make everything work out for them. Right. And so you right. know, it was interesting working with her like that. Interesting. interesting. And uh, and to trash all the comics with her, which just makes me laugh because that's such a like you yeah. know Todd Lynn and all yeah, those guys. Yeah. So it's like we kind of grew up in that, yeah, you know. Yeah. And she probably got that from Patrice or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's like. That's one thing that I miss a little bit. Um, and my feelings were hurt a lot along mm-hmm. those ways of, like, you know, the Boston days of, like, Patrice and, mm-hmm. you know, Keith, mm-hmm. you know, Robinson and all those guys. But it's definitely changed. Like, the these, hazing. These comics have no idea, yeah, yeah. like, how easy they have it. Oh, you yeah, know, yeah. I mean, to just 
to just stand there and just wait and go on and get a spot and nothing happens? Yeah. Nobody verbally assaulted yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, man. Told you how stupid you look like, and uh, how hacky you are. Why are you wearing that? <laughs> Dustin, <laughs> what? You're a cowboy? You're well, a comic. The greatest thing that Patrice ever said to me, he said, he goes, he goes you know, Dustin? He goes, he goes, I don't fuck with a guy like you because <laughs> anybody that would dress like that is a crazy motherfucker. <laughs> you bite my face off. <laughs> and after he said that, it was like a badge of honor. I was like, yeah, I am crazy, yeah. motherfucker. Yeah. Don't fuck with me. It was so And funny. deep down, you're like, please yeah. don't let them test this theory. <laughs> Please. No, Jesus. Yeah, that was it. Was yeah, it's and it wasn't bullying. It's, it's funny because it over over time and uh, the, like the, the 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 yeah. legend turns into yeah, yeah. I already was a bully. I'm like no, they weren't bullies. That that was just that's what we did. That's that's how. If Patrice didn't respect you, he didn't talk to you. He didn't at talk all. to you at all. He didn't talk to you. You, that, that was, you that weren't was you weren't yeah. in the room. Yeah, if he, you know. But uh, but it was different. I mean, he was definitely hard to handle. You know? Of course, People, of course. And that's what made him great on stage. And then sometimes you know. It was a fault off stage just because people couldn't couldn't deal with it. Right, you know, a lot of right. club owners and people, yeah. and you know. Yeah. But uh, but he didn't give a fuck. No, he, he was hilarious. That's what made us love him because yeah. because He'd walk a whole crowd. Yeah, he didn't give a shit. we we would we would. Uh, and here's what's funny. He did he did. I know he cared, but he what he finally figured out how. Like like you were just saying, we were just talking about with uh with uh regards to bringing someone into your world. There's yeah. a way. To bring people into your world without without having them so offended that they leave, because yeah. we don't nobody. I don't care how rebellious or, or how uh, irreverent you are. Nobody gets into this to walk audiences. <laughs> nobody says. <laughs> nobody watched you know yeah. a late night comic years ago when they were a kid and said, "Oh man, I'd love to get there and then have everybody leave." Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. and so. <laughs> Someone like Patrice Maybe and Andy Kaufman. Uh, well, right? you, well yeah. you, you said, you know, then they're the exceptions, yeah. right? Uh, you know, Tom Green. Yeah, you know. yeah. Um, but you once you figure out your voice, and that just comes from work and time, and and, and honing your craft and honing your skill set and developing your voice to say, you know what, I I want, I don't, I don't want to not get invited back because yeah, yeah. my livelihood kind of relies on people coming. But, to see me. but also, I think the problem that a lot of comics have is um, they put too much emphasis on the club world. Mm-hmm. And it's like, Patrice was looking way beyond these yeah. shitty clubs. Of course. He didn't give a shit about two drink minimum comedy right. clubs. He right. was looking for the beacon. He yeah. was looking for the bigger yeah. picture. And it's funny, like, it's funny when somebody, it's when they pass... And then people come out and start saying things. Like, mm-hmm. I saw this thing the other day that would just drove Patrice crazy. Mm-hmm. DC Benny had a little video, and mm-hmm. he had a moment where he was talking to, he said, uh, you know, he's may have one of those soft, tender moments. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'm talking to Patrice. It's after 9 11. Mm-hmm. And he was like, Yeah, you know, I go to England, and mm-hmm. everybody knows who I am. And then I just right. wish they loved me in America. Like, they love right. me out there. Nobody loves me here. And he right. was saying this thing. I was just, in my head, I'm just Patrice going, Oh, come Ugh. on, stupid. Why? Yeah. <laughs> DC, who cares? <laughs> Stop begging. Yeah. It's like that. Yeah, that's what was in my head. It was like right. it was just like that fact that right. you know Trees having a you know he's having a tender moment about right. Patrice and like that's the right. last thing he would want. Right. You know? Right. Well, that's those are personal 
personal moments that if they were had or even if they had if he had them because I think if you were friends with with the cat, yeah. then you did get to see beyond the the facade and the mask and the hard exterior, yeah. and you got to just sit and talk, you know, as friends and and see see a vulnerability that that the lay person didn't see, and that's with all of us. We all yeah. we all have a certain persona. Who did who did you meet? Uh... Like when you were on SNL, that kind of like it was almost hard to be around. Did you meet people like that? We were just when like, you holy shit, be, um, like like fan, like you know, like nah. Really? I, you know what? You're um, cool like that. No, <laughs> well, you know what? I, that's that's the like, New York oh in me that I'm yeah, like yeah, yeah. I'm not, not impressed. <laughs> um, now, mind you, meeting uh, like Beyonce. I met Beyonce and I I was giddy. I was uh, you met Beyonce. <laughs> nice. Beyonce, uh, both times she came, she came to the show twice in one year. One time. Uh, Jay Z was the get- musical guest. This is right when they first started uh, kicking it. Jay Z okay. was a musical guest, and she uh, featured on uh, 03 Bonnie and Clyde. And then she came to premiere. Crazy. I, I was at the. I think that might be the first live performance of Crazy in Love. Was my final episode. Okay. Jay Z was there. Um, I was giddy. Um, met good. Chevy Chase. My first Beyonce episode. Beyonce oh, Beyonce good. was. Yeah, because you never know. You know. Nah, she you, was glowing. You know when you go from like yeah. TV to real person. Yeah, Cause yeah. Like, you know, like Tom Cruise is like from a midget, Beyonce like, to Barry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> yo, Barrington. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, yeah. she was fine. Um, yeah. Chevy Chase kind of, you know, he he he's kind of yeah. Off. He he lived yeah. up to everything that people said, but I, you know, I just was ex- like you said, I was I was excited walking and like that. so walking like this, walking like a happy velociraptor. <laughs> And uh, and well, Chevy's I, the shit, man. I was when Fletch came on the other dude, day, dude. And he was so funny and so irreverent and yeah. ahead of his time. With all his, of the, all of his. So I, what was good. the thing with Nell Carter? Um, where oh, he had so telekinesis, like uh, oh, I don't remember, remember that. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, weird, not weird signs, but well, what uh, was that thing with, with Tupac? A digital underground hump, uh, Humpty Dumpty. Oh, uh, uh, haunted uh, house n- thing or nothing. Uh, nothing with with Dan Aykroyd. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. It was Chevy Chase and Aykroyd, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, Some haunted house. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. Like, but I mean, the, all all of his joints. I was a big fan of yeah. of of him. He he was he kind of um, was off putting. But then the next week, Steve Martin uh, was hanging out, and I spoke to him, and he was very wow. very friendly and cordial. And 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 you know, the beauty of working on that show is, uh, you know, I remember Tracy saying it's a microcosm of. Of the industry in Hollywood, you know, what, what, and and it is because one week you're hot and the next week you're not, and and yeah. you see how people treat, you know, treat when you're hot versus when you are. So like my first episode, I was in a bunch of sketches, had a lot of heat. Everybody, you know, I, everybody was coming up to me, agents, yeah, um, I, I have an agent, yeah, just take my card, all that, and then the next week, my second week, I was on the bench, and the one sketch I was in got cut, and suddenly I'm not in in the show, and you just you feel the difference, and that's and and. In in Hollywood, once you learn the sort of the peaks and valleys and learn to check your ego. Well, how did you adjust after you're off the show, like into like other things in stand up comedy? Was that a little bit of a, um, like bummed? It and, w- well, obviously it was bummed know. because you're like, oh, I had a show and I could tell people watch me on this show, and now I'm like, oh, I'm not on a show, but I I wound up with a deal with ABC Touchstone, yeah. and so okay. that kept me. I I firmly believe that however many years you're on television, you buy yourself that many years off. Okay. If that financially, okay. so if you're on TV, like I was on TV for two years and I had a deal for another year, so that bought me six years of no financial issues, okay. right? 
Um, and I think that's true for anyone. If you're on a show for five years, then you kind of have a 10-year window to make something else pop. Okay, so you're off the show. Then you got married right after that, right? We got, I literally got married um, less than a month after <laughs> I got the call, which wow. which that kind of stung because I was like, hey. And, and, and <laughs> actually, my writing partner and buddy, uh, Max Brooks, also was getting married. Okay. And and I was like, wait, so you, you got rid of got rid of us and, yeah. and and so that that always left kind of a funky taste in my mouth because i was like hey man what what did we piss someone off because yeah, yeah, yeah. we were doing our best to focus on the show but also maneuver having a, a family and having a family is actually what what kept me grounded to where i wasn't so i was oh, yeah. i was disappointed i was hurt sure but i also had a new baby yeah. you know i had uh had my wife to deal with, you know, and and uh, why I'm getting that deal, and and then for, for I'd say from like '03 to '06, '07, I I was just the I think Pharaoh's uh, going through it now, where you just wind up keeping your face out there. So here I'll I'll do this this TV pilot yeah. with Tatum on this game. It was like a talk game talk show with with uh, Greg Proops and and. Uh, Tatum O'Neal and and Barry Williams from the Brady Bunch, and you you're like, wait, what is it, huh? <laughs> but you do it because like yeah. you know it is it's a nice check and yeah. it's also an opportunity to keep my face out there so I can just you 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 yeah. want to keep your IMDb popping, oh right, got, and you got a good residual life, you know? You know? yeah yeah yeah, the, you know I'm I'm uh, yeah man the commercials Ford still coming, been, yeah. nah nah Ford <laughs> Ford I wish they were still running those uh I the best I think the best spot I ever had was um. There was a, a lot of people don't even know that was me. There was a State Farm commercial. Oh, I with, remember. Uh, yeah, yeah, with the little baby Poof, and the right? mime. No, it was no. the mime. There was a mime came over. He's like, I, I, and and then he said, "I just want to say I love, love, love him." And then he walks away. And then the baby says, "Uh, so uh, uh is no one going to address the fact that the mime was talking freaky?" <laughs> and that joint ran for like almost oh. three years. Oh, that dude. was your voice video. Yeah. Oh yeah. wow, I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah, I do a That's lot great. of a lot of voiceover. Um, okay. That's great. The voiceover. Yeah. Have have you know really made some happy holidays in in the Edwards household? <laughs> That's alliteration. Happy holidays in the happy Edwards holidays. Household. Walking like this, yeah, yeah. doing doing the walk. <laughs> But that's the thing, you know, that is one, it's like, this is a very difficult business mm -hmm. and it's very difficult to kind of like stay in it. And I, you know, I work a lot of the comics in the comic level and I think it's, it's very hard for guys to kind of keep the positivity and keep the focus and right. keep the, you know, time frame. And it's like, you know, what do you feel like, you know, you in the army, the military, mm -hmm. okay. Do you feel that? I was going to say that's, that's what. that helps your discipline yeah, and like yeah. keeping you, you know. Because you suck it up and drive on. You yeah. you learn in, in, in basic training yeah. and going through boot camp. Hey, private, suck it up and drive on. You know, <laughs> as long as, as long as I ain't dead, I got a shot. Yeah. As long as I'm still marching, I still am moving forward. As long as once once I, I, I'm not moving anymore, then that then that's where my joy is going Sure. Because I'm like, there's no hope. You got to have hope. And, and I, I have this conversation with, you know, family members, friends, you know, and, and people like, yo, you still you actually have a good positive uh, outlook. I'm like, well, if I, you want me to sit around miserably, like, oh, man, I can't, I can't do that. I got to, I got to, especially because we're in the business of, of making people laugh and, and yeah. you have that to sort of lean on and, and say, you know, when when someone comes up to you after a show, and we've all had this happen, someone comes up to you after a show and they're like, you know what, thanks. You're like, huh? They're like, no, I was having a bad day and 
um, you 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 just you 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 made my day. So I yeah. appreciate that. Yo, that that right yeah. there is what you put in the memory bank for yeah. easy access. So yeah. when you're sitting there like this, you like. Yeah. You know, but I'm 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 doing I'm doing doing what I consider God's work because I'm helping heal the world yeah. and and alleviate the 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 misery in the world. Yeah, about every comic that I've interviewed, that's really what they latch on to. Yeah, you know, man. It's those those kind of moments. Yeah. T.J. Miller was on here last week, okay. and it's like you know he's had a very high and yeah. kind of not sure what's going to happen, right, you know, right, kind yeah. of career, and so it's like, but he. You know, he really loves stand up and he focuses on those intimate moments. Because it's crowd. immediate. Yeah. It's it immediate. Is. Unlike it unlike shooting a TV show or shooting a film, you know, or um the the closest thing to to what we do as stand ups, um, I'd say would be like an SNL where it's it's you're you're working consistently every week to present something live and get immediate gratification or the theater. You know, when you're working in uh, uh, either musical theater or just uh, straight plays, excuse me, you get immediate feedback for people to latch on and say, "Okay, good," and and you get those goosebumps that that let you feel fulfilled. Yeah, no, it's that's what it feels. How was working on top five? Like that's, that's top five was awesome. I, I here's what's I funny: the black crashing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. That's funny. Um, yeah, that, that, you know what? Top five. I, I was I was I was happy to get called for that because I had a uh, I auditioned. For for one of the roles, the scene with uh, uh, che, with Michael Che and uh, Farrow, Jay Farrow, um, and Leslie, when they when he went back to the projects and the, and the dudes were all hanging out, okay. I auditioned for those roles and crushed. And the casting agent even was like, "That was really good." So I actually, I I walked out of the audition saying, "Oh, I got this." Yeah. And so then when I didn't get it, and I saw and and. Everybody and their mother was like in this movie. It seemed like every yeah. like every comic I knew was doing something, and yeah. I was like, "Damn!" I... And then part of me, I don't think I was mad at Chris Rock, but I was like, "Come on, man, we SNL alum." And then I saw that he cast SNL current cast members, so I was like, "I was like, okay, that makes sense. He's going to cast the guys that are on there now." And then they were doing, I think, reshoots, and my agent called me and said, "Yeah, uh, just randomly, they said, yeah, uh, Chris Rock." Um, Chris Rock just uh, requested that um, that they they want you to do stand up in in this nice. movie, and I I said you know what shout out to Chris he didn't have to do that that means yeah. he was uh, you know what let me yeah. figure out how I can get and he used yeah. uh, myself and Lynn yeah. and, and I'll never forget he gave Lynn like the dopest compliment gave Artie because Artie was the host in that scene. Um, I think Natterman wound up they used him just in a walk by uh, yeah. he was in the background and then. Uh, I did my thing, and and he said when Artie was he was like, who else could do this but Artie? Who could who could keep these extras going like it's a real show? Yeah, right. <laughs> and and Artie did, and then yeah. uh, then he um when Lynn Lynn did uh <laughs> her rape joke, yeah, and crushed, and that's what was beautiful because these are extras that are sitting around all sure. day, and he says. Yo, that's the funniest rape joke I've ever heard. And I said, only in a comedy world would you hear someone even fix their mouths to yeah. say something like that. You know, so I was I was happy to just be in that scene. I was happy I made the cut. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and I just watched because I'm uh, when I leave here, I'm uh, I'm going to we're re redoing my reel, and so we actually oh, used used that scene. Sure. I was watching. I was like, yo, this was a good scene because it was it, that wasn't a fake laugh like between yeah. him and Rosario. And JB Smooth, I was like, okay, I got got a real laugh. So that's just a nice, nice moment. Yeah, to add, it, it is funny trying to do. You know, I did the thing for Crashing where you're just standing on stage and uh, you have to do your, you have to do the same bits like eight uh, times in a row. Yeah. And then it's funny with the uh, 
with the crowd, the extras, you know, they don't, they're not getting paid to talk, so they can't interact. You can't ask them a question, but right. in your, your instinct, you're like, hey, where are you from? Okay, right. you can't, you know, right. so it's like they're just sitting there with that yeah. look on their face. Yeah. And then in my scene, it was like, before I even got up, they said, okay, everybody bombs in this scene. <sighs> And then I, this was kind of a compliment because it was like he told me to like do it and try to bomb more because I was making them laugh. I was oh, making the crew wow. laugh. Oh, that's funny. And I was because <laughs> that's the instinct. I, like, I don't how I don't know how right, to not be right, funny. What right, are you talking about? Right. <laughs> but you know, same situation. Whereas Pete Holmes was kind of a guy that I brought up. Yeah, I remember Pete and uh, he was uh, on Barker. the door. Yeah, at Boston. And, yeah. and it was nice that uh, you know it was funny because like you know like when crashing the first season was happening and like that's all everybody was talking about. Everybody was coming in, we like, yeah, I just got a scene on crashing, and yeah, <laughs> they redid the Boston. I'm right. Like, I'm like, every person I talked to, <laughs> right. they tell me about their scene in crashing. Right. It was driving me insane. Of course. And then I, I kind of reached out. I was like, you know, if anything comes up, you know, whatever. And then I just figured it. Was done. Now, did you did you reach out to him or you were just? Uh... I didn't text him. Okay. I said, I go if you ever need anybody, okay, okay. to play a comic, I'll, whatever. You know, I just let you know I'm around, and then I didn't hear anything, and then out of nowhere, it was really funny because I had this old AOL email, and it was like 2000, you know, where you don't, you don't empty it, and then apparently, and then he texts me, and he's like, dude, agent's been trying to get a hold of you, and I'm like, what are you talking about? They emailed you like three times, and I was like, what email? And they were like, AOL, it's like, fuck, and so I'm like trying to delete all the emails to find the email. Now, Peter, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Just call me, motherfucker. Right, right. So that all worked out. Did but, he respond to when you first texted him? That did he respond with a we're with friendly. anything? Yeah, yeah, we're yeah. friendly. He's, okay, no, that's not, he hasn't detached from. Okay, me. He no, that's it. I I, cool. yeah. I I figured as much, but I, yeah. I'm always happy to know that I because I know he's at a certain level where he's he's not getting ten texts, he's getting a hundred texts daily from yeah. other comics and just the industry. It's and so interesting you would bring that up because I feel like there are some people that. That don't reach out anymore. You know? Yeah, yeah. And it's just like it's a, and it always pisses me off. Like, well, it it, it 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 stings because I've had that happen uh, yeah. with with guys, uh, um, with comics and just actors that I've worked on projects with and uh, and that you were tight with. You know, yeah. there's some that you were cool with, there are yeah. others that you were tight with, and then uh, you realize, oh, this is just Hollywood and this is part of the course. But yeah. it still stings. But it just over time, you you develop uh, thicker skin. It makes it makes you say, you know what? I just have to know not to get too attached to the relationships that I make in this yeah. industry. Yeah, and you know, and I, you know, I still think Pete Davidson's a good person. Mm-hmm. I did. <laughs> <laughs> See, I didn't know. I didn't know Pete like that. Uh, what did he used to work work your joints a lot? Yeah, well, I, I brought him up. Oh wow! Times. You know, I you mm-hmm. know me. I bring. I, I take mm-hmm. credit for everybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's like, hey, you came through me. But if you helped, you everybody. Helped you. you came through me. If you help somebody, you help somebody. I don't care. Uh, I don't care. The smallest are the biggest level. If so, if if you gave somebody opportunity when nobody else did, yeah. they're supposed to always remember that. I think so. You know, some guys hold it over people's heads a little too much on the road and stuff. Right, it's right. Like, oh, you, oh, right. You know those right. guys. Right. <laughs> I started this guy, and I started like, <laughs> without you, it, none of this like, would happen. Calm it down. Right. Calm it down. Right. Yeah, somebody would just find another mic somewhere right. else. Right. But uh, but there are people that I've noticed. I do see people that have access to comedy mm-hmm. and stages, and sometimes they do pick the wrong people. When you say the wrong yeah. people, uh... meaning sometimes the unfunny people over some somebody that might be worth investing in more. Okay, you know okay. somebody that does have you know kind of more potential in making it right. a difference in this business, and sometimes it's your buddy. 
Right. You know, a lot of times it's your girlfriend or your buddy, and God knows right. I've been a victim of that right. in the beginning. But right. that crazy redhead, wow! Right. Got, but <laughs> and it was funny as soon as you said that, I knew exactly. I don't know if anybody else did, but immediately I saw yeah. the face. <laughs> but I learned my lesson. You know, it's funny because Leah's a great comic, but I, for the first two years we dated, mm-hmm. I didn't give her stage time. Really, and okay. I ran all kinds of rooms, and because okay. I wanted her to earn it. Okay, I, I okay. felt like I didn't want to do the same situation twice. Right. But uh, so, what's next for you? We're gonna wrap this up pretty soon. Um, next up, I mean, you know, the the podcast is always yeah. popping. What podcast? Uh, it's called the Father Monkey Protocol. Okay. It's on SoundCloud and iTunes. Um, what do you guys we gotta make talk sure, about on there? Um, we we. You know what? I, I I'll explain where the title came from because okay. people like the Father Monkey Protocol. I like that, and I like the the logo with you and the bat. You know what it comes from? It came from. New comics coming up and sort of breaking protocol yeah. and and not having Patrice and Todd Lynn yeah, yeah, yeah. to sort of check them, you know, okay. and me me saying, you know, what, I want to I want to have a, a, a podcast where I talk about, you know, whatever's going on pop culture wise from my perspective or yeah. what's going on in the world. But also just dropping up some dropping some jewels yeah. to let them know, listen, you know, if, if, if there's a uh, if Chris Rock. Colin Quinn and Jerry Seinfeld are sitting at a table in, in the in the comedy cellar. Yeah. That's not your time to walk up and yo, man, yo, Chris, Colin, Jerry, yo, I'm a beast. <laughs> you need to bring me on the road. You don't know who I am. <laughs> and that's what yeah. that's what I see, especially yeah. with social media, with the evidence yeah. of social media, uh, I think a, a more people are more aggressive. And it's good to be confident and to have that confidence, but there's also there's a fine line between sure. confidence and arrogance and and overstepping your boundaries and not and not Staying in your position, man. But there was a guy on Instagram mm-hmm. that I don't know if you know about the whole thing, but he dissed on Kevin Hart for years, mm-hmm. back and forth, back and forth, and then he ended up getting on Wild and Out, and he wasn't. Oh, uh, what's his name? <laughs> uh, DC Young Fly. Yeah, and it was like his whole angle was yeah. to kind of come, and it's yeah. and then you know it's amazing to me, and it's I, a new day, and yeah. and and and, and I think so. I mean, you know, there's a because. When 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 they do that, like when DC Youngfly did it, I think uh, what helped him was Michael Blackson actually got was going back and forth with him. So yeah. I'm like, yo, yeah. you're for, you're doing exactly what he wants you to do because you're on, and that's it's not my style, it's not for me. But yeah. somebody out there dug it, and he wound up. I think he's is or was the host when they brought back TRL to MGV. He was the host or co-host of that uh of that show. So that's just that's my yeah. perspective. And 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 you know, we have some fun. Like, you know, I have I have fun having having guests and uh and really getting to uh pick the brains and find out the origin stories. I I grew up on kung fu movies and so I love the origin story. You know what what makes uh Master Killer or Returns of 36 Chambers great is seeing you know, someone get wronged, and then them going to Shaolin Temple and learning, learning. Uh, you know, developing as as an as a as a martial artist, and then going back to avenge their brother's death. And so, wow. like with with Lynn, we we did one episode this past week. But after talking for an hour, I was like, "Yo, we haven't even got to your to your origin. You know, yeah. to where you started because she was a theater geek, which I yeah. never knew. Yeah. Ted Alexandro, um, talking to him, I, I learned that Ted is a classically trained pianist. Yeah. Uh, that that performed at the Apollo as a rapper, and his 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 rapper name was Royal 
T, Royal hyphen T, you know, and wow. like yeah. getting those stories and, yeah. and Keith Robinson and Pudgum, you know, sure, Keith Pudgum sure. Robinson. And were like, you were you into Spider Man as a kid? And, of course. And then I, the fact that you were in a Spider Man movie, that's yeah, gonna be pretty cool. Dude, all like, shit like that. I yeah. take that's the weird, all, crazy worlds, karma, everything's all good. of it. I I, I, I I collected comic. I still yeah. have four giant boxes of comic books great. in my in Spider-Man my Spider Man three. I did. Here's yeah. what's funny. I did Spider-Man two, and oh, wow. when I did Spider-Man two, lesson learned, right? Yeah. I did Spider-Man two, and a similar type scene, you know, those sort of man on the street scenes. Yeah. Ben Bailey and I did them same nice. day, which was cool. Uh, shout out to Ben. And so shot it. Told people, I was like, yeah, you know, when you uh, you go see this movie, you may wanna, you may wanna keep your eye for your boy. And now, mind you, I learned that lesson my second week on SNL. I learned not to talk about something until after let let people see it, yeah, right? Absolutely. But I had forgotten. Absolutely. Did that. Went to the movies. Watched through to the end of the credits. This is before oh, they would put the 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 end credit yeah. scene up. And watch till it said rated PG thirteen, and the curtain starts claw. I was like, "Oh, got cut." <laughs> Still get a check from it because I think maybe it, it might have been on the outtake reel yeah, yeah. or whatever. Um, so when I when I did Spider Man three, just the opposite, I told nobody, yeah. I didn't tell anybody, and uh, and DC Benny shot uh, the same day that I sh- we shot same scene with a group different group of actors. Did, did they cut it or did you make it? They, they made. I made it. His oh. scene got cut. Who DC? DC. Yeah, <laughs> and I knew I knew the day. We shot that was a good chance his scene was going to get cut because there was an overzealous actor in his scene that uh, Sam Raimi, the director, uh, during lunch came around. He was talking to us and and he was like, good job. I like what you're doing. And then this one guy was like, uh, Mr. Raimi, Sam, um, do you you want me to... (laughs) <laughs> should I like motivation wise should I and he was like no no what you did was fine but I was thinking and it's, I was like oh good that means my scene is going to stay in because <laughs> it's the same exact scene just yeah. different sure, United sure. Colors of Benetton you know yeah. and, and so it's uh, funny when you see that you see an extra just want to like it's yeah. like shut up dude it's like shut up just yeah. just, just stay there. in the yeah. <laughs> in the cut and your scene will make it yeah. and I'm going to China uh, this this uh this uh, fall in September, so oh, I'm looking great. forward, looking forward to that. that yeah, Vecchione was just here. He, yeah, uh, he got back from China. Yeah, he, it's, he yeah. we were talking about it recently. I was like, okay, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, that looks a lot of fun. Uh, cool. How can we follow you on social media? Uh, all know? my socials yeah. at I A M Dean Edwards. I am Dean Edwards because that's who I am. And um, yeah, man, that's that's it. I appreciate. Awesome. it. I'm glad we finally thanks, locked man. out a rock. This is great. Very good. Um, special thanks to my producer Anthony Kaffer. You can follow him on social media Kaffer. at Anthony Kaffer. He also has a book of funny drawings, short stories, and jokes called Book the Book. You can order it on his website at anthonycapfer.com. That's K-A-P-F-E-R. And you can get that on Amazon or his website. Uh, thank you for listening to I'll Leave You With This. I'm Dustin Chafin. Keep being funny. Woo! See you later. Woohoo! Have you heard about the 2018 study that showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? No? Well, now you have. I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual, the company making traceability the new standard in the supplement industry. I remember staring at my prenatal vitamins and finding all these things I was trying to avoid. High amounts of heavy metals, synthetic colorants, and unnecessary ingredients. So... 
At four months pregnant, I quit my job and started Ritual because I believe that all women deserve to know what they're putting in their bodies and why. I'm so proud of our prenatal vitamin. The ingredients are 100% traceable. It's third-party tested for microbes and heavy metals and recently received the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. You see, we trace like a mother because, let's be honest, no one cares quite like a mother. But don't just take my word for it. Trace for yourself with 25% off at virtual.com slash podcast.